0: Welcome to Accounting Insider. I'm Andrew Montesi with Kim Nitschke. And Kim, uh, you've got some more gold for us today, but before we get into it, you've brought in three pages, blue pages, with some handwritten scribble on it. Um, what's going on here?
1: Well, this arrived in the mail yesterday, just out of the blue. I've got a fan, and um, thanks for sending this in. Uh, someone in Port Moresby, PNG, who's been listening to the podcasts and has appreciated everything that we've actually said. He's been through all of them um, and it has been actually strengthening his business. He's been getting a lot out of it. And he's come back. He's, he's actually picked one episode and that was one of our most recent episodes. Episode, he's actually listed in here. Episode 34 about the property purchase that we did in Queensland. And he is giving us... I've gone through this letter. It's fantastic. He he loves what we're doing, but he's come back with more insight, more tips and hacks on how to acquire properties in Queensland. We've got to put it up on your website. Yeah, we have to. We have to. It's amazing.
0: But more fascinating is the fact that he's a podcast listener. He's given you his email, but he sent you a three-page handwritten
1: letter. Discuss. I've given that some thought. I think that in a couple of episodes, we've talked about the importance of handwritten correspondence. Ah, Do you think that's the link? He's
0: This guy is a loyal subscriber.
1: He is at the moment. He's our number one fan.
0: Love it. He's the number one ticket holder. Okay. Moving on to the episode proper today. I kind of don't really know how to introduce this one because it's another yeah, it's, bizarre King It's a really story. interesting
1: story. It's fascinating. It, I've been through it time and time again, and it just gets better and
0: better the, the deeper you dig into it. So we're talking about a bizarre case of mistaken identity with a property. Corporate mistaken identity. Okay. Well, maybe let's start from the top of the story. Okay.
1: So I was having lunch with a friend of mine who's an accountant about four or five months ago. And just in the course of conversation, he just mentioned to me that he had an interesting piece of correspondence come to his office. And so it was... A letter for $50,000 in unpaid council rates from the Perth Council. Right. So he was a little bit confused by it initially because it was actually made out to his company in relation to a property that his company didn't own but specifying an amount in council rates, which was owed. So what's actually happened is there's been a commercial property in Perth that has had squatters in it. Mm. The council rates have remained unpaid. The company that owns the property has been deregistered for lack of paying the ASIC fees every year. So you've got, it's got no debt on it whatsoever at all. The council, in their wisdom, did a search to find the name of this company and because it was attached to an old company that had been deregistered and been re-registered in, the, in a new company, so different ACN numbers, they thought on first glance that the new company actually owned the property in Perth. So they were trying to pursue the, the new company, which had no relationship at whatsoever to the old company in Perth. They were trying to recover the council rates from this new company, which my friend is the accountant of in Adelaide. So what we've got here is you've got, In a nutshell, a million dollar property in Perth, 50,000 in unpaid council rates, all about to be auctioned. He was given like a day's notice on this letter and he was actually contacted, sorry, go back. It wasn't by the council, it was by a lawyer who was wanting to secure the, the property and trying to do a deal with him in relation to the property. So, I mean, when he got the letter, he he spoke to his client. He was a little bit sceptical about, you know, what's all this happening because it doesn't happen very often. But in the situations where it does happen, if you can play the rules of the game to your advantage, it can result in a huge windfall gain.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Now, we're not at that point yet, but the story goes on. So he went back to the lawyer and said, look, you know, I'm not interested in coming up with this money.
0: I don't know. In hindsight as we'll see, he should have paid the council rates. Yeah, so, so if he had have paid the council rates, would he have effectively inherited this property? Well, it would have bought him time. Okay. Right?
1: Um, now the horse has sort of bolted to some extent. The
0: property has been sold. The council rates have been clawed back by the council. So it might be a dumb question, but who sold the property? The uh, The council. So the council- They appointed an agent. So the council has ownership of it. They have- Exactly.
1: And they are now sitting on the money. So the property went to auction, achieved a million dollars. They are only allowed to take their, you know, 50,000 in unpaid council rates back plus the legal fees and everything associated with advertising. It's got to go through government gazettes and all of that. Mm. But once it has, that money now sits in their trust account for six years until statute of limitations kicks in. So what, they've got 900 grand? 950. 950 sitting, sitting there, there. Which they can't touch. But in my opinion, it's still up for grabs. Now, what needs to be done is someone needs to come in, re-register that company, which you can do, cost two or $3,000, and find the shareholders and directors and do a deal with them.
0: Okay. All right. And you've done a little bit of research, haven't yeah, you? You've yeah. discovered the director? Well, this um,
1: customer of the accountant, this client, he did some research and he's pretty clever. He's probably done what you and I would do. He went to the white pages, must have been an unusual last name, but he found a person with a similar name in Sydney, rang the number. Wasn't the same initials but similar. Well, not similar, but it was the same same last night. He must have had quite a few phone calls that he's made. Ended up getting onto this gentleman who was the previous director and secretary and shareholders, brother in Sydney, and had a chat with him. He said, oh, that's my brother's company and my brother's now
0: living in Fiji. Here's his telephone number
1: and his address.
0: (laughs) I bet he's very happy with his brother for doing that.
1: Um, well, this is the part of the story which we don't know. We don't know why he's in Fiji but the story goes that the two brothers were in partnership and they had a printing business in Perth. For one reason or another, they've relocated and they've walked away from their assets. Now, there's got to be some story behind that because you don't Fiji's work all your Fiji is
0: attractive for people who are fleeing some type of debt or <laughs> criminal issue yes. at times. It's interesting you say that because I have traced people to Fiji who… Well, I just think that there's this cult leader who's in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying it's the same guy. You think guy. he's part of that? I think his name was um, Rocco Leo or something mm, like that. Yeah, Rocco. So he's, he's always in the paper because various people are chasing up money theOs and all that sort of stuff. And apparently him and his crew are hanging out in Fiji. So, still a on, a, note, on a yacht. Not, I don't know whether on the on a yacht in or a resort. In a resort, I don't know, but okay. it seems to be popular well, with people who are running away from stuff. Fair
1: okay, enough. Okay, so fast forwarding. Yeah, my accountant's customer client rings the guy in Fiji, and he, you know, acknowledges, "Yes, it is
0: him," and says he wants nothing to do with it. End of story. Nothing to do with the property. Nothing to do with the property. It's dead to him. Doesn't want the nine. A 50. No. Okay. So,
1: I mean, then they end Why? the conversation. I oh, don't know. Why? But. So the next
0: step is to fly over there and meet with him face to face. Ah, uh, there you go. So look. I think I've worked you out. This is an elaborate stunt to get a junket to Fiji. No,
1: no, no. (laughs) Well, um, I'm not – when I first heard about it, I was actually interested in the financial side of it. But I've moved on from that. I'm actually more interested in the story now Hmm. and telling the story and finding out the story behind the story. Like, why did he walk away from it? I mean, there's obviously some family breakdown or, you know. I assume you've Googled Googled his name. I I haven't. I haven't actually got his details. Like, my friend who's the accountant is actually a little bit reluctant in letting me in. The name of the company slipped down the other day. I wonder
0: why, because (laughs) within two minutes, you're talking about it on your podcast.
1: (laughs) So he did let slip the other day the name of the company. So I went back to the office and Googled it, but it wasn't the right one. Okay. So, But what probably will happen is – this guy isn't going to – the customer of my friend isn't going to let this slide. So he's actually now talking of going over to Fiji. So I'd like to go with him. And I'd like to actually interview the guy just to find out the whole story behind why would you walk away from a million-dollar property? There's got to be it, some – But it could be a religious cult. It could be anything like that.
0: You know, if, maybe we're, if, we're ta- f- if we're talking about Rocco Leo here <laughs> –
1: we're I would not be surprised I don't think it is him but it might be one of his followers <laughs> it might have taken a vow of poverty <laughs> Rocco certainly <has>. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but now the story gets better too because that so that property is more or less in the hands of the council you gotta pry it away from them so you you could do it but um, it's more or less, um, if nothing happens, the status quo will be that the council will get that money, right? What happens to the interest, interest earned? Yeah, on they that? get all of that as well.
0: However, there's another property. What? Yeah, there's another one in Perth. And same it's, guy, same issue.
1: Basically, however, it is, um... 20 acres with a house on it, a bit further out of Perth. No squatters in there, right? But with unpaid council rates. So you could, one could, pay the council rates, fly to Perth, put your bags in there, <laughs> and squat, and effectively. You Are you would advocating have, for squatting no, I'm not on accounting? This. I'm not doing this, but. You could effectively, and and squatting comes with um, certain ownership rights, you could effectively establish yourself as having
0: some legal association with the property. Okay. So given lessons learned from the first property, are you going to have a little sniff? No, I'm not. I'm not. Why? But but again,
1: um, well, I... You know, I I just – I don't think it's the way to acquire property as a
0: business model. It goes against your model of handwritten notes to old ladies who own houses in the eastern suburbs. I've never bought a house off an old lady.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but that is quite interesting though in that that one could become – um, an asset
0: which you acquire. How do you... Is there a way of picking up on these type of unique opportunities for creative <sighs> well, I, property investors who are more than likely to be listening to this podcast? Um, I guess you could do a couple of things. Like you could
1: Google local papers and find, you know, properties which are run down. And like we did an episode on one that I'd mm. actually followed up the guy. I mean, that was all bedded down, but... They do make the press, you know. They are obvious. The, all the neighbours complain about them and whinge, and it is an interesting situation where, um, you know, people do build up their portfolio. They have a change in heart, and their properties come up available empty, and there's opportunistic people out there.
0: Okay. Mm. So just as, oh, now, yeah, sorry. okay,
1: go on. Now, what I was going to get to before is just let's go back to the one in Perth, right? with the money there. Now, I've done a bit of research on this, right? Um, This is interesting and it's not really fair, but anyone, this is this idea, but I've I've run this by some people and it stacks up. Anyone could fly to Fiji, right? Typically a professional like a lawyer or an accountant or someone like that record all their time fly business class, meet with the owner, come back. Then put a claim in to the council against the company, right? Then like basically send an invoice to the company for the time that you've invested in trying to locate the shareholders, directors and reinstate the company, right? So you're you're running up an expense account. But who, who are you
0: acting for? You're acting for the company. But don't you, isn't there some type of engagement letter or something that you would no, need to sign? nothing. No. Right. So all of a sudden that company,
1: the Perth, which, which the Perth Council has now um, taken charge over effectively, owes you money. You can send them a statutory demand, demand <laughs> the money in 21 days, right, <laughs> then appoint a liquidator when your bill's not paid they step in and they pay you the money out of
0: those funds. This, is, this whole story, this whole episode is just on another level.
1: I know it is, but it's, it, it's whole um, thinking outside the square, getting creative, coming up with all these scenarios. I mean, it's just such a bizarre situation. Yeah. But like I think that that last little um, snippet is quite fascinating because – you know, it shouldn't actually work, but it does. So that's actually so – like you could go for the all-expenses Fiji trip business class and have it all reimbursed <laughs> plus, you've, you've, you know, you, you've actually charged for your time as well. Crazy. Are you going to give it a crack? No, I'm not. <laughs> but you could. But it's fascinating, isn't it? Like the registered liquidator has so much say and authority over any company – that they can step in at any point and pull it out of the clutches of anyone at any
0: point and demand certain bills be paid. That's the system. Wow. So just to summarise, what's the next steps with this story? Because with the Accounting Insider, we've got, we've got a few layers happening at the moment mm, on we the do, show. We do. We we've do. got your, your Kent Town acquisition that you're still working on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now we've got the uh, the, the Perth, Perth story. The Perth property
1: yeah um so the next step really is I'm getting in touch with that client to just work out whether there's a trip to Fiji happening. Um, if he goes, I will probably talk to him beforehand and afterwards. I don't think I'll go with, but I would like to actually give him my um, insight into the situation, mm. like you know how I'd play the game if I was actually face to face with this guy and use some of my negotiating tips to. Um, try to convince this gentleman to um, work with him Mm -hmm. Um, and so that will happen and then I would actually just like to get some more information on that one that's still available Mm. um, just to maybe just google map it you know just find out some more information and potentially speak to the brother in Sydney Mm. so just I think that just going down all those little um,
0: routes will just further add to the w- this very interesting story. So we'll put this on a to-be-continued for Absolutely. Accounting Insider. Yeah. If you haven't already, sign up to the mailing list at accountinginsider.net. Thanks for listening. Just one more thing. Oh, hang on, yeah, good, One go more on. thing,
1: Yes. Yeah, sorry. If there are any people out there listening who have got interesting situations like this, can they please email us? Mm. You know, for comment, feedback, whatever. Just because I, from the feedback that we're getting on other episodes, there's people out there who know of someone in a similar situation. Mm. We might be able to help that person or,
0: you know, it's just interesting to have another story like this about another property that's in a similar situation. Absolutely. So there's contact details at accountinginsider.net. Kim, your email is Kim at Nichkinancaro.com dot AU. Yeah. Thanks for listening.